Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Intel Corporation. They just reported earnings yesterday after hours, and today, Friday, January 24th, they're up about 8.4% midday. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to take a look at the earnings and all the information they provided in the earnings. So let's get started. First, I'm here on SeekingAlpha.com. I just wanted to take a look at how earnings per share be or if it met expectations. Earnings per share um, were $1.58 and it beat by $0.35. Cents, and revenue was $20.2 billion and it beat by almost a billion dollars in surprise. That's actually, that's pretty, pretty crazy that they beat um, revenue by both revenue and earnings per share by those margins. Next, we're going to take a look at Intel's, um, they increased their dividend by a penny. Previous dividend was 32 cents. This, this quarter, they increased it to 33 cents. So they are trying to give some more money back to the shareholders. Another thing you're going to see throughout this information that they also have a strong share buyback program. They bought a lot of shares this year and the year prior. So they're returning to invest to, to the shareholders in other matters as well. So now here I pulled up the company's shareholder letter. Um, and this is all the information that they have for the full year of 2019 and for the fourth quarter of 2019 as well. So the first thing we're going to see is fourth quarter revenue was $20.2 billion. And there was an increase of 8% year to year. Full revenue also set an all-time record at $72 billion, up 2% year to year. Earnings per share were $1.58. And remember, this company was estimated to make uh, what was it? It beat by 35 cents. It was expected $1.23 in earnings per share. Intel generated a record $33.1 billion cash from operations and $16.9 billion of free cash flow and approximately returned $19.2 billion to shareholders in form of dividends and shareholder buy and shares buyback program. This company generates a lot of money. Imagine generating $33.1 billion from operations. This company is ridiculously big. Um, for 2020, they expect their revenue to be up about $73.5 billion and their first, first quarter revenue to be about $19 billion. So let's see. Um, I like using Seeking Alpha. They also do some annual earnings per share and revenue. For December 20th, they expect $73.72 billion, which is pretty close to what, what Intel says that they're going to produce. So it's about, Intel says 73.5, Seeking Alpha says 73.2. Um, so we can see this company is still seeing that growth because this past year they saw $72 billion. So we're seeing growth year to year. Um, and now let's take a look at that first quarter. Quarter one um, has $19 billion. Let's take a look at past quarter ones. So here we're taking a look at Lazy FA and we can see 2019's quarter one revenue was 16, $16.06 billion and 2018 quarter one revenue was $16.07 billion. So this company is expected to make $19.0 billion. So we're going to see a huge increase from same time last year and same times from 2019 and 2018. A huge increase in in revenue in my in my opinion from 16 billion dollars in 2019 to similar levels in 2018 to 19 billion dollars in 2020 
Another thing, um, the company also announced that its board of directors approved a 5% cash increase to $1.32 per share on an annual basis. So that means quarterly dividends increased by about a penny, like I mentioned previously. All right, so now let's take a look at quarter four financial highlights. This is quarter four 2019 compared to quarter four of 2018. Like I mentioned, revenue for quarter four was $20.2 billion. Same time last year was $18.7 billion, up 8%. We can see gross margin is down 14 to 1.4% um, compared to same time last year. So they're probably they're using more expense, they're using more money to collect that revenue than they did same time last year, but not by huge values. Next, we're gonna see that their operating expenses have gone down a little bit. Operating expenses last year were $5 billion. This year was $4.9 billion, down about 1%. Intel has mentioned that they're trying to work to, to make themselves more effective by doing the same work but reducing the cost. So they're trying to be more effective in how they use their cash. The only other thing I wanna take a look at here is net income. So this is pretty, this is pretty, pretty weird, right? So operating income is $6.8 billion for 2019. For 2018, it was $6.2 billion. Operating income is net, after operating income, we have some more expenses that finally, after everything, we end up with net income. Net income, in theory, should be lower than operating income. And we see this in 2014, uh, in 2018, operating income was $6.2 billion and net income was $5.2 billion. Here, operating income was $6.8 billion and net income was $6.9 billion. Even though there was an increase in tax rate, somehow net income still ended up higher than operating income. The only thing we're gonna take a look at this later is there must have been some form of gain outside, maybe, maybe might've been a tax gain. We're gonna take a look at it later, but we're gonna see why this operating income is actually lower than net income. In the fourth quarter, the company, so things like, right, uh, before I go on, things like that are things one should notice, right? They're gonna see, wow, this company increased their net income by 33%, and that's exactly what this company is doing, right? It's up 33% net income. But in theory, it should actually be lower than that 6.9. They got some one-time expense gain on it, and that's the reason they're high that high, they're up that high on that income. In the fourth quarter alone, the company generated a boy 9.9 billion in cash from operations and paid dividends of 1.4 billion dollars. And it used 3.5 billion dollars to repurchase 63 million shares. So now let's take a look at the full year of 2019 financial highlights. So remember, like I said, revenue for 2019 was $72 billion. Revenue for 2018 was 70.8, so it's up 2%. Gross margin continues to go down by 3.2%, so either we're gonna see the, the cost, the average selling price of stuff are going down little by little, and that's affecting their gross margins. We can see their operating expense is down, um, up is down as well, and this is what they're trying to do to reduce spending um, they're trying to reduce spending and become more effective with smarter money. So last year they used about $20.3 billion on operating expenses. And this year they used about 19.5. And see here we can see, we can see um, net income this year was $21 billion. Net income last year was 
$1.1 billion. Even though they got less revenue last year, the recent 21, um, the reason this company had more net income last year was because their tax rate was actually um was actually lower last year compared to tax rate this year. So so for the full year, the company generated $33.1 billion of cash from operations. They paid $5.6 billion in, in dividends and they used $13.6 billion to repurchase shares. So again, they pro they used about Nineteen billion dollars to give back to the to pay back to shareholders in form of dividends or share repurchase. They bought a total two hundred and seventy-two million dollars of shares. And remember, just last quarter they spent three point five billion dollars. Um, so next, let's break down Intel's revenue by segment. So Intel has two forms of segments that they have divided. First, they have the PC centric, and then they have the data centric. In the data centric, they have what they call the data center group. So the data center group is their biggest thing. Data center group revenue grew 19% year to year um, in the fourth quarter. And it was just driven by high demands. And here's where they have like their, their server processors. So that's up 19% um, quarter to quarter, year to year. And it's up 2% when we compare 2000, the full year um, values. So um, this quarter four, they did $7.2 billion. The next segment that they have is the Internet Things, the Internet of Things. The first is the IOTG, which is the Internet Things of Group. And that made 920 million this quarter, which was up 13% compared to the quarter four of 2018. And it was up 11% when compared to the full year of 2019 to the full year of 2018. The next thing they have is the mobile eye, which produces $240 million of revenue um, this quarter, which was up 31% compared to the same time last quarter, and is up about 26% compared to the full year. Then we have their NSG, which is Intel's memory program, and that's up 10%, making $1.2 billion this quarter. It's up 10% compared to the same time last year, and it's up 1% when we compare 2019 to 2018 and right i don't know if you guys look at saw my mu video we see that the price of memory um is decreasing right now they seem to have been bottomed out they, they mentioned it, it's bottoming out next quarter so that's why we're seeing only a one percent increase in in memory memory revenue and that's actually pretty impressive that they actually produced an increase in revenue this year compared to the same time last year um, and finally, the next is the PSG, um, and this revenue is only $505 million, and it's down 17% compared to the same time last year, and it's down $2 billion when we take a look at the full year of 2019 to 2018. And the things I want to mention the most is we can see the biggest platform for, for, for data-centric is the data center group, right? The data center group makes up $7.2 billion. The other big one is the memory unit, the NSG, Intel's memory unit, makes up $1.2 billion. It's still nowhere near that $7.2 billion, but it's still a decent chunk. And the Internet of Things group, um, which make up almost a billion dollars. But we can see over, over easily 70% of the company's revenue from data-centric comes from the data center group. Um, and this is what expected, right? This is where you see all the big companies like Amazon, Microsoft having their serv the servers they need to. Uh, so this is where the big money is at. The next is the PC-centric. 
And here's where you have like all your CPUs, your laptops, your desktops, and that made up $10 billion of quarter four. That $10 billion, again, that is pretty much almost equal to all the money that they made in data centric. Um, in the PC centric, $10 billion was up 2% compared to last quarter. And it's pretty much flat for 2018, for 2019 when compared to 2018. Um, and this is again pretty impressive, right? That if we split up, um, if we split up Intel's revenue, half of it comes from data centric, half of it comes from PC centric. So they're pretty diversified in in where they collect their revenue, pretty pretty evenly. And then each of those revenues are split up even more, right? Data centric is made up of all these things, and then PC centric, even though they don't divide it here, it's made up out of multiple things, right? They have their CPUs there. They have all the laptops that they have, all the desktops that they sell. So you can see that this company is very diversified with its components and they all kind of work together at the same time. All right, so we're gonna see revenue, like we mentioned for quarter one, is expected to be $19 billion. We took a look at past revenue and we saw that quarter one 2019 was about 16 billion and so was quarter one of 2018. So this is actually a very huge jump in quarter one revenue earnings per share is a dollar and 23 cents and let's actually take a look at earnings per share last um last year so quarter one earnings per share for 2018 were 88 cents and for 2000 and that was for 2019 and for 2018 it was 95 cents so 95 cents of quarter one in 2018 88 in 2019 and they're expecting now about a dollar and 23 so that's again there you can see revenue is increasing and that earnings per share is following it which is what you like to see for the full year the company is expecting 73.5 billion dollars like we said this year was already a record high at 72 billion so they're still seeing a gross increase earnings per share were 41 uh, is expected to be four dollars and 71 cents Unfortunately, that earnings per share is what they see already for 2019. For 2019, they also saw earnings per share $4.71. Cash from operations is $33.5 billion. For 2019, they saw cash flow of operations of $33.1 billion. So we can see they are increasing revenue a bit. They are increasing cash flow from operations, but the earnings per share is going to remain pretty flat. All right, so next we're gonna take a look at this company's net revenue. We already talked enough about the net revenue, but here we can see $72 billion in revenue this past year compared to 70.8 last year. Uh, one of the things I definitely like to look is research and development, especially for companies like this, right? Companies like, like Intel are companies that really depend on research and development to continue to produce the best product. In 2019, this company nearly spent 3.4 billion dollars in research and development and in 2018 this company spent about 3.43 billion dollars in research and development so they did spend a little more money last year in research and development compared to this year but it's such a, a minimal decrease that again i don't think it's something to really be worried about next let's take a look at the full year for third for 2018 they spent 13.5 billion dollars on research and development and for 2019 they spent about 13.4 billion dollars so again these there is a decrease of research and development from last year compared to this year but um that is not a huge 
a, a huge change. One thing I also, now that I'm, I'm looking at this, one thing I forgot to mention is during their this quarter, this company actually bought another company. Let's see where I have it. Intel acquired Habana Labs in the fourth quarter, and this is an artificial intelligence company. So that is pretty good, right? They, companies like this sometimes just need to go and buy more companies to increase the knowledge instead of starting from the from the ground down from ground zero they already buy they buy a, a developed company so they bought us a, a company that that works on their artificial intelligence and to add artificial intelligence to their data center group um, so that's just something i wanted to mention all right so let's go back to this company's um, income statement i remember how at the beginning of this slide i talked how it was pretty weird that the that the income um, net income for this company was actually higher than the company's um, operating income. So, right, income net income was six point nine billion dollars, even though operating income was six point eight billion dollars. And normally, you don't see that. So, there had to be something somewhere that gave this month this company the extra money. And this is what I saw: this company, in their income statement, has gains or losses on equity investment nets. And I had to do some research on what the heck that meant and uh, gain losses on equity investment nets is now this company if they have really short-term really short-term investments that they can sell right away they actually put it on their income statement the problem about this is it depends on how the market is doing if the market is doing really good then the value of this is is pretty strong if the market if the market of this is doing pretty bad then the prices are going to be pretty low if we take a look for last year, last year was December of 2018. If we all remember, just last year was when all this, all this uh, trade war talks were, were really going on and a lot of people were selling and we had that downturn in, the, in, in, in just prices of equity. So we can see this company last year had $490 million lost. This year, this company had about $617 million gain on this investments. And again, these are just the current price of the investments at the end of the quarter. It doesn't mean that they sold these values and made the money. It's just the value that they have right now. So this is one reason I'm not a fan of this because it flip-flops. And I know going off to a different company, Berkshire Hathaways is pretty annoyed about this, uh, about this change because they are in Berkshire Hathaways they own a lot of companies so sometimes those companies go down in price sometimes those companies go up in price even if they haven't sold the company they still have to report a net loss or net gain on that equity even if they still haven't sold it so this is what we're seeing here and that's what we're seeing that uh, that increase in net income compared to Saints um, compared to operating income but here we can see this company paid a lot more money in taxes um, this year was about 1.1 billion dollars compared to last year, which was not even um, 500 million dollars. Again, we can see this company buying back heavy shares. Last quarter, this company had 4.6 million, 4.6 billion shares. Right now, they're sitting at about 4.375 billion dollars of share, billion shares, not billion dollars. Um, this is pretty impressive, right? This company still has a pretty strong buyback program. This company has 23. $0.7 billion to repurchase shares, where last year it had $17.3 billion. So this company is has increased its buyback program compared to the same time last year. So this company is, again, pretty pretty good at returning 
and returning money back to shareholders next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet and if you guys have been watching this is the favorite my favorite thing to take a look at so first we're going to take a look at cash and cash equivalents this company has 4.2 billion dollars in cash this year compared to three billion dollars in cash like last year so we see an increase of about 1.2 billion dollars in cash and cash equivalents but we can see um short-term investments this year is pretty low at 1.1 billion dollars where last year was 2.8 billion dollars so we see a decrease in short-term investments there must have been a sold somewhere so that's where we see a 1.7 billion decrease in short-term investments um but we see about a 1 billion dollar increase in in cash and cash equivalents trading assets so trading assets this year are sitting at 7.8 billion dollars where last year was sitting at 5.8 billion dollars total cash investments right now you're sitting about 13.1 billion dollars at the end of this quarter compared to our last quarter being at 11.6 billion dollars so we can see a huge increase of total cash investment the only other thing i found here important in their total current assets is work in process this company right now has 6.2 billion dollars of work that's being uh, of inventory that's being processed that's compared to 4.5 billion same time last year so almost a two billion dollar increase in work in process in inventories and that to me tells me that this company is setting is, is ramping up for something big this company has a lot of orders coming in and they're trying to produce the products for there total current assets this year ended at 31.2 billion dollars compared to 28.8 billion dollars last year about a three billion dollar increase we can see the main the main increase came from that work in process being about two billion dollars and that total cash investment also being about two billion dollars next let's take a look at the company's long-term assets this company's property plant and equipment increased dramatically it was 55 million it's 55.4 billion dollars this quarter compared to 48 almost 49 billion last quarter so about a six billion increase in property plant and equipment and again this is most likely has to do with that purchase of the company that they did when they purchase a new company they take that company's property plants and equipments we can see goodwill has increased and again this actually also comes from the purchase of a new company so goodwill is sometimes when even though a company has assets when a company buys a new company they don't specifically pay just for the price of assets they also play, pay some extra so the company is willing to sell that extra that really has no value in form of assets but might have some other form of value is called goodwill so we can see goodwill last year was 24.5 billion goodwill this year was 26.3 billion dollars total assets have increased from 120 almost 128 billion last 128 billion last year to 136 billion this year and we can see one of the main reasons here was because of the property plants and equipments and the goodwill and also that increase in current assets next let's take a look at this company's current liabilities current liabilities don't look that bad short-term debt last quarter last year of 2018 um, was about 1.2 billion dollars this year was 3.7 billion dollars short-term debt sometimes fluctuates and that's okay the reason that it fluctuates sometimes it just all depends on the when the payment is due of whatever debt they have so maybe this year they owed a little more like they had a little more to pay off compared to the same time last year so i don't really see a huge a huge increase in there as a big deal 
Um, but I do see that total current liabilities increased a lot this year um, compared to the same time last year. About $6 billion, so $16.6 billion last year compared to $22.3 billion this quarter. That's, that's a huge increase in current liabilities. Um, next, we're going to see debt. This company last year had $25.1 billion in debt. And I was worried that because they did buy a new company that they might have increased their debt dramatically. But no, it only increased by about $200 million. So their company went in has this quarter $25.3 billion compared to $25.1 last year. So there was not a huge increase in debt. So that's it. That has to, that's everything about Intel Corporation. Um, I do see this, this jump being pretty high. So let's take um, one more look at Seeking Alpha. One thing I like to do is seeing what the current earnings per share estimates are looking. Forward PE ratio for this company for 2020 is 14.0. So that's actually pretty low for a tech company. Normally I see around 20s, but this is also a company that seems to be growing only at about a 2% rate. So 14 forward PE ratio is still I personally have some stairs, some, 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 some shares in Intel, but having a 40 PE ratio of 14.0 um, doesn't really freak me out that much. Let's see if this is accurate to the current price. Actually, no, that, that, that that's depending on some previous price. Let's take a look right now, sitting at $68 divided by the 14.48. This still gives it a 15.4 PE ratio, which again, for me, I don't think it's high enough. I wouldn't increase my position in Intel at the moment, but I would not sell my positions right now at the moment either. Uh, a 15.4 PE ratio is pretty good, especially look when the forward price to sales ratio is still about 3.7, probably a little bit higher, about 4 point, uh, 4 point something. But again, anything below 10 is something I don't mind. All right, guys, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm trying to do one at least one episode every time we have or during earning seasons right now when it's when the information comes out so you guys can also get the information and it helps me see what company I should do a little more in detail information on right because right now we just did financial numbers look and we just saw what the company had to show us um, but one still needs to go a little more in detail with it but like I said with this it showed me that for my position I'm okay with my position I'm not going to add to my position, but I would not sell my position at the current price either. So like I said, take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.